Well, hello, everyone. If you're listening, then you must know we're talking about hockey. This is Tea and Biscuits. I'm Julianne. I'm Stephanie. And uh, we are still in the midst of the Stanley Cup playoffs in the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Getting closer to the end. Yes. And there is a lot we need to cover. Yeah. Uh, do you want to start out with the Eastern Conference stuff? Since Considering that it's already wrapped up? Yes, yes. Which was truly shocking. I really did not see a sweep happening again. I thought that maybe Carolina would at least win a game. Yes, that's what By I thought. By the time we got to game yeah. three, I was thinking maybe one game. Um, when they didn't win the game three, I was like, ooh, this might be inevitable. Game four, a sweep. But I thought maybe, because Justin Williams, Mr. Game 7, might pull something out of the bag. Right. But and they'd been so good at home. And they lost at home. Right. Both games. And up until that point, they had never lost a home game. It's crazy. And a team that swept a team that swept a team was swept. <laughs> which I would like to remind dear listeners was our mystery. Yeah. From the last podcast, and if uh, I would like to take a gander in saying that the mystery has been solved, yes, it is a curse. It's a curse to sweep. It is a curse this, to in sweep. In 2019, in the 2019 playoffs. In the 2019 playoffs, it is a curse to sweep because, if we can recap, yeah. the Columbus Blue Jackets swept. They're gone. Yeah. Um, and then you see the Islanders swept the Pens. Yep. They're gone. And then Carolina, who swept the Islanders, gone. Yeah. And one would like to believe in... This, you know, uh-huh. curse of a sweep that just based on the right. idea of it that the Bruins are going to be next. This is, you would think it would spell bad news for the Bruins. Or is it because the Bruins got rid of the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Carolinas that the Bruins are oh. the anti-sweepers? That would be so annoying. <laughs> I know. They would I ruin know. this theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I will say that... I can't imagine Boston, the way that they've been playing, would not win at least a game. In the But I wouldn't put it past if it was, in true, the curse of the sweep that they would eventually lose. Mm -hmm. However, it just so happens that I think whatever I've been saying out loud to the universe since the Stanley Cup (laughs) playoffs started, the opposite happens. Right. So I refuse to put it out to world, to the universe, what I think is going to happen. But I I find it interesting that um, we're going to be heading into the Eastern Conference Finals, and now here we are waiting. And I think Boston's going to be waiting at least nine or ten days. Yeah, they said it's the longest break before Stanley Cup Final ever. And will they be, like, ready? They were taking the momentum, right, from, like, all their wins into the Eastern Conference Finals, and they won, and they didn't touch the trophy. Right. Oh, they didn't? Which I would like to point out um, for everyone, and anyone correct me out there, too, is that um, let's go back three Stanley Cups Mm -hmm. with the Pens, Mm -hmm. and Sidney Crosby in 2016 lifts the cup, Mm -hmm. right? In 2017, lifts the cup, Mm -hmm. right? Both times, Pens win. And 2018, Alex Ovechkin Uh does the same, lifts the cup for the Caps, and they end up winning. And we see Boston, Chara, not lifting the cup. Interesting. So interesting. It, it, it can be said though that the last time Boston was in the finals, which I think was 2011, uh-huh. I want to say, uh, they did win and they didn't touch the cup. All right. So that's their superstition. Yeah. But I think that superstition's been broken. I don't know. Particularly in the, in the Eastern Conference, at least. I know. I'm because yeah. to me, I'm like three cups in a row yeah. with touching. Yeah. Which is, if I'm going to go down the superstition road, will 
I think, validate my my point of Western Conference team is going to win the Stanley Cup. Right, right, right. right. If, if it becomes the the mystery superstition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we go that direction. Um, yeah. I, what's most interesting about Boston is Tuca. I feel like Tuca basically swept for them. Oh, yeah. He was so amazing and so impressive. And so the question is, will the break be difficult for him when he comes back and he's in the final? Um, or will the break be helpful? You know... Here's my thoughts, and we're going to go back to the Islanders because mm-hmm. Robin Leonard mm-hmm. had a great season, was fantastic in um, the first round of the playoffs, and then they had their break. And I, I don't want to say he was terrible because mm-hmm. he definitely was not. I mean, it was basically low-scoring games mm-hmm. for the most part, um, aside from like all the empty nets and things that you saw uh, during that series. However, I found that after the break, it didn't seem like he was as sharp. Uh, same thing we said for the Carolina goalies. Yeah, yeah, and I would say the same thing for them. And, you know, it took a second to – I was surprised that, going back to their goalies, that they actually started Peter Morozik mm-hmm. in that series, yeah. considering that they won with their other goal, goalie, yeah. McElney. McElney? Mc, yeah. This, and I would like to point out, actually, <laughs> because we're butchering his name as, yeah. we, as we talk about him, that uh, they butcher his name all the time on, on NBCSN, and uh, they couldn't decide how to pronounce it. Yeah. And at one point, I think they called him McElney, so I'm going to call him McElney, okay. and it's going to be completely wrong. Yeah. But I'm going to go with it. As long, we'll have consensus. We'll all say the same thing. <laughs> but I'm surprised he didn't start with him, mm-hmm. considering that he was the hot goalie at that point, right? Yeah. And then Peter Morazic, obviously, back from his injuries. Was he? Was he not? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting mm-hmm. thought process as far as injuries are concerned. And so... And then they end up replacing him halfway through the series. You know, too little, too late, to, though. And it's too little, too late. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I don't know. I think it'll be interesting just to see if the Bruins will fight against what happened with Columbus and with the Islanders and uh, Carolina uh-huh. and with that break. Yeah. And see if they're going to do okay. But they'll get back a lot of people that are injured, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, which could be good because whoever's coming out of, and this is a great segue, whoever's going to come out of the Western Conference in St. Louis and the Sharks, San Jose, what a physical series this has been. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I feel like you you need to talk about what happened last game. Last game was was wild to watch. I mean, I was on a flight, so I only caught the final two periods when I landed. And it was that was an intense game. We need to talk about the officiating of that game because which I don't under I don't understand. Well, that. I mean, considering the fact that we hadn't had the controversial right. game before with the hand pass, right? The right. last time we talked, let's talk about because it goes yeah, yeah. hand in hand with the officiating. Yeah. Right? So the refs and the officiating this whole Stanley Cup playoffs has been so crazy. I feel like it's always messy. It feels particularly messy this year. Yes. Yeah. I feel like they didn't get into a room together and decide what would be called on penalties and what wouldn't be. Yeah. I'm sure there's a whole thing, just like how, you know, all the different teams are playing in a certain way. The refs are trying to also move along in the series as, you know, they get to the Stanley Cup final so they can officiate that. But I will say that it's super inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what happened in uh, the game previously mm-hmm. with the overtime win that mm-hmm. Eric Paulson did, the Sharks, mm-hmm. uh, with what everyone perceived to be an illegal hand pass, where it should have been blown down, supposedly. It should have been blown down <laughs> yeah. uh, before the goal and yeah. did not. So it was not able to be reviewed because mm-hmm. they didn't blow down the play. So mm-hmm. they had to take it and leave it alone. Mm-hmm. 
And then here you go in the next game, and all of a sudden, I feel like anything that probably would have been called for a penalty just wasn't called on the Sharks, especially with the hits on Pavelski and Thomas Hurdle, which I thought were very obvious uh, penalties. So it's kind of interesting to me. Do you think they're just trying to overcompensate for It feels like there's a certain amount of overcompensating. And also the refs that didn't go on past the Vegas series who were kind of penalized for that five-minute penalty, I feel like the refs are kind of reacting to outside pressures and making calls that just seem bizarre. Um, and the officiating, yeah, it's just not consistent. That game, it was there was never not a power play, basically, it seemed. And it was always for Carolina. It, it just, it was, it was wild to watch. I've never seen a game like it, I feel, particularly in the playoffs. Well, what's interesting here is, so we have this game and all the crazy penalties and people, like, leaving the bench, the Sharks bench, bench, all over the place. And here we are, uh, St. Louis winning. Mm -hmm. They're up three in the series, 3-2, heading into game six tonight. It's do or die for the San Jose Sharks. And they are out. Eric Carlson, no Tomas Hurtle. And um, I think it's going to be an issue for them. Yeah. Is it, are they officially not playing tonight? Well, apparently they didn't have a uh, locker okay. tonight, so it's anyone's guess. Yeah. I mean, unless someone shows up, but the idea is is that Eric Carlson, um, from what I gather from what all the reports were saying, was previously injured, mm-hmm. and they let him play based on his own evaluations and also the evaluations of the medical staff. And then he did not end up playing for, I want to say, more than nine or ten minutes. Do you know if he went out of his own volition? Was there a penalty? Was he injured while playing? Or do you know? Um, I, I, did, I missed the first period, so I'm not sure why he left. I, I definitely think he, he was playing the first period. He was not playing the third. Okay. And I want to say it's because whatever injury he had yeah. prior to in his groin region, mm-hmm. uh, he re-injured himself. And everyone was saying that he played like his normal self, in like the first couple minutes and then there was a point where it just like stopped and he seemed rather slow um, which turned into a turnover which led into a goal I saw Um, that play and so it kind of it's interesting to me that the medical staff Mm. you can you can say that the player would always say hey I'm good to go I want to do this for the team I want to go ahead and play Uh, but you would think the medical staff if something was severely wrong especially with the kind of depth that you would believe that the Sharks have Mm -hmm. and in a player in Carlson who you would assume they would want to be as healthy as possible otherwise why play him would allow him to play Mm -hmm. if he was ridiculously injured so that was he better or did he re-injure himself we don't know Mm -hmm. but all I know is that at this point and we're about an hour out before um, they go ahead and drop the puck uh, we're going to find out if he's playing, but I do not think he is. And Hurdle, I believe, is also out. And he is their, one of their uh, powerhouses as far as scoring. Yeah. I mean, remember when Carlson took the Senators to the Eastern Conference Final, yes. Game 7, on a broken heel? Just he, His heel was, like, basically cracked in half, and he was like, it's fine, I can skate on it. So I think this is just kind of his MO going until he physically can. I think it's crazy. I think it's... You would assume that they would make adjustments, coaching adjustments, based on the fact that uh, St. Louis plays a really hard physical game. They are pushing San Jose to the limits of that. And you don't have San Jose, I think, in, especially we see in, this, in the last two games, one would argue, um, even the game that they won, that they have to win in overtime, that they haven't adjusted to the way that St. Louis plays. Um, and I think that's going to be, hopefully, rectified tonight. If not, we're definitely going to see them. This will be the last of them because it's do or die for them. 
uh, before elimination. And I think it's going to be crazy considering that, and um, we talked about, I think, before Joe Thornton, mm-hmm. 40, mm-hmm. or approaching 40, here we are, and this potentially could be his last run mm-hmm. at a cup. And uh, everyone wants to believe that, you know, he's going to get there. So what are your thoughts on who you think is going, do you have a thought on who you think might take this one, or you think it's going to go to seven? Um, I, again, everything I've said out loud has been wrong this entire time, so I'm not going to. <laughs> We're on um, the same boat. Yeah. We're on the same boat. I mean, I'm definitely leaning towards the Blues winning tonight, and I do, would have concerns if the Sharks do come back about how they would do against Boston, a, a rested Boston, considering all the injuries. I will say that I think Boston and St. Louis play a similar kind of physical game. Mm-hmm. Um, St. Louis, I would want to say, is slower than Boston. Mm-hmm. Um I think Boston will skew a little bit younger as far as their demo. It's going to be an interesting final, should that mm-hmm. be the case. I want to believe that this might be a Joe Pavelski moment for San Jose, and it's going to be like a reckoning with the fact that they had all these people out, and now their like, back is against the wall. And what we've seen in the last couple of series that the Sharks have sort of, at the very last minute, pulled it out of the bag. Totally. Um, one would hope. I foresaw that this series potentially would go to seven. Mm-hmm. Um or at least I like to believe I foresaw that. <laughs> in my head, I might be changing revisionist history here. I believe you. To, to, be, to be a little bit frank. But I, I would like to believe this is going to seven. Whether or not they win seven at the end of it, that's up in the air for me. Yeah. And I love the Sharks. You know this. Yeah, yeah, So, um, but I don't know. I, I almost feel like if we were going to, a, we definitely know Boston's going to the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. Do we think Boston can win against St. Louis or the Sharks? Or do you think either of these teams can Boston. I have concerns about either of these teams beating Boston. Oh. I don't know. It, I think it really does all come down to Tuca and how he plays. Um, if he plays like he played against the Canes, I think it's going to be really hard to beat Boston. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, you don't give them enough credit. Yeah. You don't give them enough credit. He had a sh- you know, I think he had a shutout in Game 4. I believe he did. Yeah. I believe. It was It was a 4-0, an ironic yeah. 4-0 on a 4-0 series. <laughs> yeah. No. So, no, that's, I mean, I will say that whoever comes out of this Western Conference is going to be beaten. Exactly. And they're going to be... I have concerns about that. They're definitely going to be injured. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see, then again, momentum can take you through. Right. And depending on how it goes, at least for the first game or two, are potentially not going to not going to win, if you would assume, because of the fact that they're going to be, like, needing rest. Yeah. But, uh... Aside from being a Sharks fan, who do you think would be more a more fun series to watch? I, Sharks, I, I do Boston. think the Sharks would actually would be, be more fun. fun. Okay. I say this with a caveat, uh, because I think the, the greatest thing about the St. Louis and the Sharks um, series is that neither of them won a cup. They're both expansion teams. St. Louis, more older... 1960s, uh, when they went ahead and joined the league, have not been, I believe, in the Stanley Cup playoffs since the 1980s, mm-hmm. I want to say. I could be wrong. Um, it's been a while for them. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they still you know, are, are this far when everyone thought they weren't even going to make the playoffs this year, mm-hmm. um, and they're writing Gloria, the song, <laughs> as their anthem. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cute. I, th- I mean, I love the idea of it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like the Sharks have been close so many, so many times. Mm-hmm. It's a better story. There's got yeah. be, to be a break for them, right? Yeah. You'd like to believe they're the only California team who's not won a Stanley Cup. And 
they're here. They've got the depth. They've got the players. They've been in the playoffs every single year. Can't say the same thing for St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And we're here again. And what you would think that, like, with the way that they've been built and their general manager, Doug Wilson, the way that he's built this team, that they've got to get there. And especially with the way, like, that Logan Couture has been playing. But oh, my God. He's been amazing. Every time I say something out in the universe, though, it comes back to bite me. So I mean, I might be weeping at this in the yeah. next podcast, and we might have a whole different story. I mean, the only thing we know for sure is Boston. Yeah. And, I mean, Boston, boo-hoo, Boston, you won one cup in, like, 39 years. But you won one. Yeah. You won one recently. Boston doesn't need another sports championship. Yeah. They're fine. And Boston's I mean, fine. You know, just because the Celtics are out of the NBA playoffs, right. this the Red Sox win the World Series. Exactly, you got the Red Series, you got the Super Bowls. You're fine. Patriots won. Yeah, your, your city's good. Your yeah. city's good. But I think either St. Louis or San Jose, either of those ones, I think I would be rooting for as far as the finals are concerned. I would definitely yeah, be rooting for them against Boston, but it's gonna be very interesting. It's gonna be it's gonna be a little intense. Yeah. Either which way, I will say though that if we're talking goalies, mm-hmm. if it's Tukaresque, mm-hmm. I think Bennington would be the goalie to go against him. I, I don't know about Jones. <laughs> Jones is a little... How do you think Jones... You, you missed the, the 5-0 game, but I'm wondering how your thoughts about Jones in that game. Even though he was left... It was an insane game by the officiating and everyone leaving the bench. Uh, but I've become a huge Bennington fan through these playoffs. I will say that I think Jones can be a little bit... Mm, here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when he's on, he's on. And then the, there's like those moments where he's just kind of streaky, mm-hmm. right? And I think the difference between him and Bennington right now is that, like Tuka Rask, Bennington has been on it. And ever since they replaced Jake Allen and they played him, and he's only he only played, like, what, 40 games in the regular season about, and the fact that he's played this well for this team and turned that team around, I wouldn't say it was all him, obviously. They, like, the whole team, mm-hmm. like, the effort of that team to turn themselves around, but the fact that he was backstopping them. You could compare that to Tuka Rask. Mm-hmm. I would definitely compare him to Tuka Rask because it's hard to get a puck past him. Uh, I think with Jones, I mean, not to say that I don't think Boston would have his number, but I wish we had the stats because we're just fans. Mm-hmm. We don't have our stats in front of us. Yeah. I would love to see if the stats are what the regular season was, Boston versus San Jose, and oh, whether yeah. or not um, they got anywhere because I feel like half the time – Boston outplayed a lot of folks mm-hmm. in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely uh, were higher in the standings. So than anyone who's left. Than anyone's yeah. left, right? Exactly. And um, you know, and here we are, and we're going into it. And now they're looking like were they ever the underdogs? Boston was never the underdog. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they were the underdogs just because they've got they've like fallen out of the playoffs a lot in the past, but not really. I don't. I don't think every like I feel like every year. When it hasn't been, will the Washington Capitals mm-hmm. ever win a cup? Or when the Pens weren't winning cups? Mm-hmm. People just assume Boston would be winning cups. Yeah. And we're, we're here, it. and they're close, and will it surprise me? Will I just be like, right. you know, it no. Not but I think a St. Louis or a Sharks Stanley Cup would be amazing. Exciting. Very exciting, yes. Yeah. But we'll be changing our tunes, perhaps, <laughs> this next week as we go through the chaos playoffs. Yeah. Once again. Is anyone on Boston injured? Um... I believe Chara was um, injured. Yeah, I think he left the game. Yeah, yeah. He left. So he was he came onto the ice, I think, when they won um, the Prince of Wales trophy. Okay. Just to, like, you know, he was dressed, but he didn't play. Okay, got it. So I think they're going to need him mm-hmm. for sure. And uh, But we'll see because I think what we're going to see too, and this might be the result of what's been going on with all the playoffs, is how are they going to officiate the Stanley Cup based on the way that they're officiating now? Because it's been insanity. 
So interesting. It's been standing. And, you know, the folks that went ahead and officiated that game four with the, uh, the hand pass, mm-hmm. none of those people are going to be officiating moving forward. So they're gone. The Vegas refs are gone. And then you just got like this like flighty officiating that also happened in the Eastern Conference. Because I got to say that like through the games with the Carolina Hurricanes and the Boston Bruins, there's some weird penalties that were going on. Mm-hmm. Um, very odd penalties that you were seeing, like especially even with Boston, like being called against Boston that didn't even seem to be real penalties that they were just trying to overcompensate for maybe a call that they missed. Exactly. So, a lot of overcompensating. Exactly. Which, is, which leads us to our mystery. Oh, yeah. The mystery, mm-hmm. which... Our fail is that we still don't know what happened to the Flying Cup. No one knows. Uh, the consensus would be that, yes, the mystery has been solved about the sweep of the sweep of the sweep. It is a curse. So far. Like so far. So far. So far. And mystery number three uh-huh. that we will discuss uh, is what in the heck is going on with injuries and the mystery of the injury, the player injury, and how vague everyone is about it. And one would like to believe you're vague because you don't want anybody else to know how your player's injured. Right. In the case scenario that maybe they play again and maybe players are dirty players and they're like, oh, so his arm is injured when we smack him in the arm and then right. that'll definitely take him out. <laughs> A Gordon Bombay type scenario. And maybe. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, Steph, you had to bring up the Gordon Bombay. That was a tragedy. It was. That was you want to avoid that scenario. Exactly. Exactly. And like, you know, and they just don't want anyone to know, which is fair. But at the same time, you have these players that supposedly are injured that come back from injury and then leave again. Eric Carlson being a great example of that. Or even, and here we go, concussion style, What Joe Pavelski out last game with a head injury. Yeah. And then he was out with a concussion. And apparently he's going to be playing again tonight. Is he playing tonight because he feels like he needs to play? Or right. do you think it's because he got cleared to play medically? A mystery. Yeah. Yeah. A mystery. Yeah. I mean, and, and enough can be said for any of the other teams. I mean, like Boston, God, they've got to be a lot of injuries in the Boston side that they're not even talking about. Oh, yeah, about. they're just not public about. Yeah. Because you know that they're just giving them injections of, like, you know, whatever. Legal, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. But <laughs> this may be a mystery that will never be solved. Yes. Because no one's going to cough up to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will it. So we were talking about a mystery that will always be a mystery. Are they injured to the point where they shouldn't be playing? Who knows? Probably. The answer is probably yes. Yeah. Because the fact that all these people, after these games are played, like, you know, cough up to the fact that they've been injured this entire time. And we'll go back to that Eric Carlson from the Eastern Conference Finals in 2017. Mm-hmm. And where he was playing with a weird heel. And he had to get surgery for that. I mean, this is craziness. But this sh- is... Yeah. It was a shot at the cup. Because it's the cup. Yeah. Hashtag because it's the cup. Yeah. So we will see. We will see where we're at uh, next week when we start talking potentially about the actual Stanley Cup final. Yes. Very excited. <laughs> All right. Till then. Bye.